0: Governor Rick Perry joins us today To talk about next week's Texas primary Also, we'll discuss the left's attack on the Boy Scouts The governor has a new book about it And, can homosexuals change? We'll ask a prominent psychiatrist This is Jerry Johnson live from Criswell College Join us as we look at today's news from the Christian worldview For Christ and Culture
1: Mr. Gorbachev
2: tear down this wall. At one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind.
1: December 7th, 1941, a date which will live in infamy. I have a dream. It depends upon what the meaning of the word is
2: in yes.
1: President of Criswell College and Criswell Communications. Later in the show, we'll open the toll-free lines for your questions and comments. You may also email us at talk at live.com. Now, here's your host, Dr. Jerry Johnson.
2: They'll be falling all over each other as to how quickly they can set a date for withdrawal from Iraq. De facto surrender. De facto surrender.
4: All right, that's Senator John McCain. He's predicting tonight that Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama will be fighting... For the left, who is it that will bring those troops home the soonest? And that would be de facto surrender. Here's McCain again. We will win, and these brave young Americans will come home, but they'll come home with honor, my friends. They'll come home with honor. All right, it's not who comes home the quickest, but who comes home with honor, Senator McCain. On the Democrat side, today, major development, Senator Dodd endorses Barack Obama.
1: I'm proud to have been the first 2008 presidential candidate to endorse Barack Obama. He's ready to be president, and I'm ready to support him in this campaign to become our nominee, to become our president.
4: All right, Senator Chris Dodd, of course, was running for president. He is the senior foreign policy expert on the Democrat side, along with Biden, and for him to endorse Obama today is a is a major endorsement when people think is Obama ready for prime time on foreign policy for Dodd to say so is uh, is a major check in the Obama column of course Hillary Clinton uh, again saying this Obama euphoria is hollow
5: let's just get everybody together let's get unified the sky will open The light will come down, celestial choirs will be singing, and everyone will know we should do the right thing and the world will be perfect. Maybe I've just lived a little long, but I have no illusions about how hard this is going to be. You are not going to wave a magic wand and have the special interest disappear.
4: Okay, Hillary knows about the magic wand, and she's saying that uh, this is, uh, you know, a bunch of empty promises, essentially, that Obama is an empty suit. Now, we're going to ask you in this segment, because the final debate is tonight, we vote in a week. In one week, Texans go to the polls for the primary. And we asked for Obama callers two days ago, Clinton callers yesterday, and we only had time to take one caller. So here's what we're going to do tonight, right now. We want to know, who do you support, Hillary or Obama? Hillary or Obama. Even if you're a Republican, who would you rather have, Hillary or Obama? Here's the number, 800-881-9270, 800-881-9270. We'll talk about that for this segment. We've got other exciting Uh, News coming up, Penna.
0: Dr. Johnson, that uh, endorsement by Connecticut Senator Chris Dodd of Barack Obama has got to irritate the Clintons big time. But uh, in other programming today, uh, you know, there are several great leaders in this country who have been Eagle Scouts, and one of those is Defense Secretary Robert Gates. He cut this PSA for them.
1: The strong values and leadership skills Robert M. Gates learned as an Eagle Scout have stayed with him his whole life. As director of the Central Intelligence Agency, and as an advisor to five presidents. And guess what? He's still advising some pretty impressive people today. Strong values, strong leaders, scouting where character counts.
0: Other famous Eagle spout, uh, Scouts are astronaut James Lovell, our producer Andrew Bear, and also Texas Governor Rick Perry. And Governor Perry is going to join us later in the program. He's written a book about the Boy Scouts. It's called "On My Honor: Why American Values of the Why the American Values of the Boy Scouts." are worth fighting for. An important book, and Governor Perry will be with us later in the program. We're also going to talk about next week's Texas primary. Of course, early voting is going on right now. We're going to ask him what he expects on the Democrat and Republican side. Plus, psychologist, psychiatrist Jeffrey Satinover is going to join us. Uh, We'll ask him the question, can homosexuals change? How can they do so? He's got a very important book. Uh, which has been out quite a while, seminal book, Homosexuality and the Politics of Truth, and he will join us in the next segment. Okay, so we mentioned Senator Chris Dodd comes out today to support Obama.
4: Another major Obama supporter is Senator Ted Kennedy.
1: Why don't we just ask Osama, Bin Laden, Osama Obama, uh, Obama what there is, is since um, he won by such a big amount.
4: Okay. Now, Pena, actually what this reminds us of is it's getting really dirty. They're saying there's going to be a big fight tonight, and the Clinton camp, produced a picture this week of Barack Obama, and uh, that Kennedy uh, soundbite reminded me of it. Uh, describe this picture to our listeners.
0: Well, it uh, was on the Drudge Report yesterday, and it's a picture of Obama in 2006. He was over in Africa, and he was dressed in the uh, costume of a Somali elder, <laughs> and just reminds people of his Muslim roots. And of course, um, the uh, Clinton campaign denies they officially sent this picture out, but uh, it, like, uh, it looks like one of their staffers actually did that. And just kind of, you know, it's just another way of That's uh, politics. politicking.
4: But let's try to talk about principles. want to know who you support and why. Do you support Hillary Clinton or Barack Obama? The line is open, 800 Let's go to Lori from Mesquite. Lori, thank you for calling. Who do you support, Hillary Clinton Barack Obama?
3: It would be Hillary Clinton. Why? Because I have listened to y'all talk about this for the past week to two weeks, And just from what y'all have said and the information that has been given to us as a, you know, state on Barack Obama, who wants a Muslim running this country? Wow. I I vote for
0: Well, we have not said that he was a Muslim. He did have a Muslim father, and he went to a Muslim school. But, you know, he is claiming to be a Christian.
3: Well, you know what? It's like, what, sheep's clothing walking around? Are wolf's clothing, walking around in sheep's clothing, and I know Hillary is, you know, got experience, and this is my first time to vote this year, and I'm 42 years old,
6: hmm.
3: and um, Hillary's got experience. I'd rather vote for Mike Huckabee, but when it comes down to it, I will vote for Hillary. Hmm.
4: All right, thank you so much, Lori, for calling. Folks, we want to know who you're supporting and why. The number is 800-881-9270. And, of course, Teddy, Teddy Kennedy is supporting Barack Obama, and he, he's resorted to singing in uh, Mexican, in Spanish.
1: Jalisco, Jalisco, Jalisco. Putenez Novia. All right,
4: that's enough of that. Maybe one too many... Um, Um, Is that
0: a campaign stop?
4: Drinks for Ted Kennedy there. I don't know. We've got Cheryl on the line from Mesquite. Cheryl, who are you supporting and why?
3: Uh, Obama. Obama. Definitely Obama. Why? I feel like Hillary is basically a career politician. She comes with a huge amount of baggage. And as far as experience, excuse me, she does not have experience. Mm -hmm. She has wiggled her way through, and uh, Obama has not even been proven to be a Muslim. He is not even in that church. Uh, I think a lot of people believe falsehoods they hear, and I have read a lot up on Hillary, and we definitely do not need Hillary Clinton. We've had one too many Clintons already. What
0: about the Republican?
3: Um, I really love Tuckabee, but I feel like that um, uh, John McCain is probably the strongest contender that can really uh, lead this nation. I believe that he is a godly man. I believe that he has military experience. Hillary has nothing. I mean, she just absolutely, when you get to thinking about her knowledge, she, I heard her say something about the greatest threat was in uh, Pakistan. Excuse me. I don't think so. So well, your
0: real candidate is is McCain right now. Yes, but you're just saying you would you would prefer the Obama the over for Hillary. Hill Obama.
3: Most definitely, because Obama, I think he is a very studious person. I think he is. Uh, he didn't get where he was at by being dumb. I believe that he would seek out um, people's expertise. Uh, you know, if he got this, and I believe Hillary. Basically, I think her track record in the past has already written it. I don't think we need any more of this. People need to really
5: educate themselves on Hillary Clinton. They're going to get very shocked.
4: Thanks, Cheryl, so much. Well, here's what Hillary Clinton said this week to Barack Obama.
5: Shame on you, Barack Obama.
4: Okay. Now, of course, last week she said, I'm honored to be here with Barack Obama. Tonight people are predicting that uh, they're going to take the gloves off. This debate is at 8 o'clock here, uh, Central Standard Time on MSNBC. You're going to want to watch this, because I think it's going to get rough tonight. They've shamed each other back and forth all week, and I don't see how they can make nice tonight like they did last week. It's getting really rough, really ugly. We want to know who you support and why. Do you support Hillary Clinton or Barack Obama? We've got Rebecca on the line, holding. Rebecca, thank you for calling. Who do you support? Hillary. Tell
1: us why.
3: Uh, I don't know how to say this politically correct, but I think I do because I'm not sure if Obama is ready to be a president. I work with a lot of black people, and I don't know if he's for the best of our country. Um, Most of them want to, um, you know, just help themselves, help other black people. I would like to see them uh, work towards the better of the country. Before Rebecca, do you really
4: think it's, you can stereotype someone by race, though? Do you think you can say, you know, people of this race tend to be that way? Can we really make a political judgment that way?
3: Yes and no. It's, I think it's a very controversial issue. It is. But, uh, yes, it is. And uh, I just don't think I'm ready for it. For, for. So I'll, I'll, I'll vote for McCain, but between Hillary and Obama, I'll vote for Hillary.
4: All right, thank you for that call. Uh, Folks, we're wanting to know who you would support, uh, Hillary Clinton or Barack Obama. Again, here's what Hillary Clinton has had to say this week to Barack Obama.
5: Shame on you, Barack Obama.
4: All right, so shame. And she's getting rough, and it's getting rough. People are predicting tonight that there's going to be uh, a hockey game or something break out at this debate. Here's the poll. A new CBS New York Times poll finds Barack Obama with a 16-point lead over Hillary Clinton among Democrat primary voters nationwide. That is a huge nationwide lead. That is about a 40-point swing in three months. That is incredible, Penna. And uh, really, they're in a virtual tie here in Texas. Mm -hmm. Hillary has to win Texas. Or she's finished. Now we've got Bobby on the line from Frisco. Bobby, who are you supporting, and why?
5: You know, it would have been Hillary, but I'm gonna tell you, we never listen really to the issue, So why would I support either one of them when they both
3: for abortions? They both want uh, to put stuff for gays,
5: you know, for yep, same-sex marriages. Yep, yep. So see, people don't listen. They and I'm being honest. I am a minority, but why are you going to the vote poll voting? color you need to listen to the issues and now like i say through much prayer john mccain will be getting my vote and my family
4: thank you so much bobby for that call penna let's get down to the principles right. here. i like what bobby has to say uh look we've ranked from the left to the right these candidates on the far left you've got barack obama uh, the National Journal has ranked Barack Obama as the most liberal senator out of a hundred senators. He's to the left of the socialist senator up from Vermont. He's the most liberal. Um, Penna, you have noted that he supported in Illinois, Illinois this law that, that uh, would not allow doctors or nurses to help a surviving child of an abortion. Uh, this is incredible. He is that pro-abortion Of course, Hillary Clinton is also pro-choice, pro-abortion. Neither one of them supported the ban on partial birth abortions. You've got John McCain, who's generally pro-life and generally traditional marriage, but he has slipped up and said things like he supports gay marriage before. He's taken that back. And on the right, you've got Mike Huckabee, supporting an amendment to protect human life and to protect marriage. Let's talk about homosexuality when we come back. Hey,
6: what are you doing with your life? If you're interested in doing ministry at college or just doing something for Christ now, come to Criswell College and learn how you can get your education and get trained for ministry. Criswell College in Dallas offers fully accredited bachelor's and master's degrees in biblical studies, youth ministry, missions, evangelism, counseling, and more. If you'd like to come and check us out, we're having a preview day on February 28th from 830 until 1 o'clock. Preview Day is a free event where you can send in on some classes, have lunch with professors, ask any questions that you may have, and worship with us in chapel. Give us a call today at 214-818-1393 to reserve your spot. We would love to help you out and answer any questions that you may have. Call us, 214-818-1393, or go to Chriswell.edu. Call 800 899 0012 for more information about preview day at the Criswell College. You can also see more information on the web at criswell.edu. The Criswell College in Dallas.
1: You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. Now, here's your host, Dr. Jerry Johnson, President of Criswell College and Criswell Communications. People are afraid they'll lose their job in a gas station if someone finds out who they love.
0: That's Congressman Barney Frank of Massachusetts. Of course, he is an open homosexual. He's been in Congress a long time. That is the big debate last year over Enda. The Employment Non-Discrimination Act, which would have made it illegal to fire or refuse to hire someone because they're gay. And, you know, the question we ask is, should the homosexual agenda inform our public policy? Uh, another famous person, the chairman of the Joint uh, Chiefs of Staff uh, last year, General Peter Pace, made this statement. I believe
1: that homosexual acts
6: between individuals are immoral and that we should not condone immoral acts.
0: A little bit of Internet audio there, uh, but uh, he made a pretty uh, brave statement there. He got in trouble for it. He got lots of flack for it, Dr. Johnson.
4: Well, here's the question. Is homosexuality a spiritual disorder? Is it a mental disorder? Can homosexuals change? Do they change, actually, inevitably, as they get older? With us to talk about it is Dr. Jeffrey Satinover. He's written the book, Homosexuality and the Politics of Truth, and just recently, an, a groundbreaking article, The Trojan Couch, How the Mental Health Associations Misrepresent Science, particularly the issue of homosexuality. Welcome, Dr. over to the program.
2: Thank you very much. I'm happy to be here.
4: Dr. Sattenover, um, you... Um, You are credentialed in this area. You've been practicing in psychiatry, psychoanalysis for many years. Uh, Our folks should know that you've uh, been a fellow at Yale University. You've taught at Harvard. Your degrees are from MIT and Harvard and UT, that is, University of Texas here. Um, But the American Psychiatric Association does not now call homosexuality a mental disorder, but that was not always so. Would you tell us when they changed their mind, and why they changed their mind?
2: Well, they changed it in 1973, and essentially it was, it was because of the effect of political um, pressure. I, I think it's important for people to realize right from the outset that the mental, major mental health professional organizations, the American Psychiatric Association, American Psychological Association, National Association of Social Workers, and all of the state organizations that are branches of those national organizations, these are not scientific organizations. They're professional guilds. And they, although they like to present themselves uh, using somewhat couched language as though their official positions are scientific, and have scientific evidence behind them, the reality is that they are very uh, subject to internal political influences. Hmm.
4: And so, uh, really, this was based upon political correctness, not any new scientific data, this uh, new uh, Uh, classification. There,
2: there, There was literally no new scientific data, and there was almost no scientific data, period. And... Much of the data that was presented actually conflicted with the conclusion that was, uh, that was reached by the committee back in 1973. And the head of that committee, uh, the person who, who was most responsible for having shepherded the change in nomenclature, as they called it, about homosexuality through the American Psychiatric um, Executive Committee, has subsequently changed his mind. And actually, even at the time, he, he made it clear that it wasn't that he thought there was nothing wrong with homosexuality, but just that it shouldn't be listed as a formal psychiatric disorder.
4: Uh, Dr. Satnover, I would like for you to listen for just a moment to uh, Senator John McCain. Here he is on national television.
2: I think, uh, I think that gay marriage should be allowed if there's a ceremony kind of thing, if you want to call it that. I, I don't have any problem with that.
4: Okay, uh, Doctor Satinover. Uh, when the Republican candidate, uh, he's backtracked since then on that statement. But when he, when he, when the Republican candidate is uh, actually uh, capitulating in the name of per- political correctness on this issue, certainly we've we've come a long way. Here's what I'd like to ask you: uh, What is the case prior to '73? And you would make the case today. Uh, what is the case to be made that homosexuality is indeed? a mental disorder, and it is something to be treated, something that uh, should be changed, or we should seek to change it. Could you make that case?
2: Well, you know, I hope you don't mind, but I won't make exactly that case. All right. And and in my book, I make a subtly and slightly different case. Right. I'm I'm actually perfectly comfortable with people saying it's not a mental disorder, Hmm. because that all depends on how you define a mental disorder, and who gets to define that? I'm actually not comfortable at all with a group of people whose expertise is very limited making such a gigantic societal judgment as to what is and isn't, and I'm going to use a different word here from uh, mental disorder, what is and isn't acceptable.
4: What about social or cultural or spiritual problem? Would you.
2: Yeah, you know, it, it is obviously, I mean, certainly if you look throughout history, it has always been considered by most societies, almost every society in history, a serious social problem and a serious spiritual problem. Let me add, to be fair here and precise, that just because everybody in the past has thought that way doesn't a priori make it correct. But the more important point here isn't, I think, an argument as to whether or not um, on some absolute in some absolute sense It is or isn't a disorder It is or isn't correct The real problem is that you can Is that there are You can point to Very large number of pe Of individuals Who consider themselves to be afflicted By same-sex attractions And are looking for help to change And who are able to change And then in addition to that you reference same-sex marriage, there's a huge body of evidence that supports the idea that children, on average, do best when they have a mother and a father. Mm-hmm.
0: Dr. Jeffrey Satanova is with us, and uh, he has written this really seminal book on homosexuality, Homosexuality and the Politics of Truth. Uh, it's been a reference for many efforts. And, of course, Dr. Satinover, we talk about the public policy uh, related to this, but you brought up something that kind of tugged at my heartstrings, and that is if someone would go to a psychiatrist and they are struggling with same-sex attraction, they aren't comfortable with it, they don't want to be struggling with that, yet they go to see this professional, and the professional basically thinks there's nothing wrong with it. So they're not really getting the help they need, are they?
2: No, they aren't. And the real problem here is that, uh, I could cite studies, but obviously on a radio show I'm not going to do that. But there's a lot of evidence that shows that the majority of mental health professionals fundamentally think that homosexuality isn't necessarily as ideal as gay activism and the political culture makes it seem. Okay. And they are comfortable with the idea of somebody coming in and saying, look, I want help changing. The real problem is they have the foggiest idea how to help an individual do that and right now i i would guess that the majority of american voters if you surveyed them would probably say i don't believe homosexuality is changeable not because they have any direct legitimate experience on which to base that opinion but simply because they have been inundated with a barrage of propaganda claiming that it's not changeable Mm. So there is a real human problem here for a very significant number of people. It's not everybody who deals with same-sex attractions, but a significant proportion of people who experience same-sex attractions that they want help changing, and actually the mental health professions as a whole have more or less completely abandoned them in the name of
4: Political Dr. Setnover, of course, um, the courts and many of the politicians say, look, this is innate. It's an immutable trait. Uh, here's my question for you. You've treated many people through the years, you've looked at all the studies. Do you believe that homosexuals can change, be changed? And do, in fact, as they get older, is there a trend inevitably for them to change, uh, at least to celibacy or back to heterosexual behavior? What are you finding?
2: Well, there is a lot of evidence. I mean, the last question that you posed is a subtle one, an important one. There is a lot of evidence from around the world that just with no intervention at all, a very significant majority of people who experience same-sex attraction at some point in their life eventually simply lose that. In other words, there is a kind of natural tendency towards Heterosexuality over the course of a lifetime in individuals who earlier in their life have experienced some degree of homosexuality. That just happens spontaneously. There is not a reverse current. In other words, there is not a significant majority, uh, a significant proportion of people who, having experienced genuine heterosexuality over a long period of their life, then experience a slow drift towards homosexuality. The, the, the pressure is in the direction of nature, which is towards heterosexual relations.
4: Dr. Satanova, we are out of time. I hate that, but uh, I will refer people to your book, Homosexuality and the Politics of Truth. Dr. Jeffrey Satanova, also written a recent article. You could Google this, The Trojan Couch, How the Mental Health Associations Misrepresent Science. Dr. Satinover, thank you for being with us. My pleasure. All right, folks. You heard Dr. Satnover talk about nature, being against nature. This is what the Apostle Paul says in Romans 1. It's against nature. Why? Because from Genesis 1, we are created in the beginning male and female. Eve was made for Adam. That is the natural order of things, heterosexual sexual relationships. Well, the Boy Scouts of America have been challenged on this issue of homosexuality. They've been pressured to admit uh, homosexual leaders and uh, boys. And uh, Governor Rick Perry has written a book, Defending the Boy Scouts of America. Governor Rick Perry will join us live in just a moment.
1: You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live! Now, here's your host, Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of Criswell College and Criswell Communications. He was supposed to be the fifth man to walk on the moon. But 200,000 miles from Earth, it happened. Thanks to his survival skills, he helped guide the crew back home. He was Jim Lovell, and long before he wore this uniform, he wore this one.
4: Well, the Boy Scouts of America... Have been attacked by the atheists. They've been attacked by the homosexual crowd. And uh, Governor Rick Perry of Texas says enough is enough. He's written a book, On My Honor, Why the American Values of the Boy Scouts Are Worth Fighting For. This is Jerry Johnson Live with Pennedexter. Right now joining us on the line is Texas Governor Rick Perry. Governor Perry, welcome to the program.
7: Dr. Johnson, it's an honor to be with you. Thank you, sir.
4: Governor Perry, let's talk about this book for a moment, uh, The American Values of the Boy Scouts. You are an Eagle Scout. Tell us about those values you learned in Boy Scouts and uh, why you wrote this book.
7: Well, let me share with you the reason I wrote the book first. Uh, That's uh, pretty simple for me. I wanted to espouse the values of Boy Scouts, uh, talk about this institution, this movement that has impacted in a very positive way, uh, millions of young men's lives over the last 100 years. And I want—I think it's important for us as Americans to understand what the secularists are up to uh, and expose this virus of these human secularists that are endangering the institutions that teach traditional values. You know, Scouting is a pretty rare uh, institution, I think, in today's society because it teaches young men that there are causes greater than self, uh, that they're is real value in hard work and sacrifice and that it's more important to do what's right instead of what's easy and that there are obligations and responsibilities that we all share in this free society. Uh, you know th- Those 12 positive attributes in the scouting law um, that scouting seeks to instill in young men um, trustworthy, loyal, and helpful, friendly, courteous, Kind and obedient uh, cheerful thrifty, brave, clean, and reverent <laughs> and I want to ask those guys on the on the left which which one of those you have a problem with <laughs> what's what's bad about teaching <laughs> those values uh, to young men today uh, and and let me tell you for better than thirty five years the scouts have been attacked you know it first started with uh, the groups that tried to push girls into Boy Scouts and Scouts defended their private um, organization and their membership standards. Then it was the issue where ACLU came after them on the the issue of God. Just like they sued the state of Texas to take our Ten Commandments off the uh, uh, the grounds of the state capitol, uh, off of our currency, off of you know the pledge of uh, of allegiance. Uh, they wanted to take. Scouts to court and they did over the issue of saying on my honor I will do my best to do my duty to God and that cost us millions of dollars then there was the issue of open homosexual Scout leaders and the ACLU suing to force that NARA uh, agenda upon the scouts scouts took it all the way to the Supreme Court won that case millions of dollars and, and that's really one of the catalysts for me was I've seen scouts attacked. i would seen them have to spend millions of dollars to defend what should never have been uh, even uh, an issue, frankly. And that's why all the proceeds of this book, all the net proceeds of this book, go to the Legal Defense Fund of the Boy Scouts of America, Dr. Johnson.
0: Governor Rick Perry is with us, and Governor Perry, uh, you mentioned the fact that the Scouts, of course, have fought hard, unlike the Girl Scouts who have bowed to political correctness at every turn, but they won at the United States Supreme Court in 2000, yet the battle continues. Who are the enemies?
7: Well, I think it's a fairly narrow group, and uh, I I tell folks that uh, um, these secularists on the left have aimed to— shut out the Boy Scouts and on those four fronts that, well, I, I mentioned three of them, uh, about girls, about God, and about gays. And and now they're after the Scouts on facilities. And stopping Scouts from using, you know, public facilities, whether it's DOD, uh, public parks, you name it, if it's got any type of public uh, access, they're trying to sue. And, frankly, they're making some head road there, and it's, it's a great concern. But the secularists pursue these radical agendas, in the name of political correctness uh, you know standing up for atheist and militant homosexual groups who would attempt to shut scouting down if they won't change their membership standards and, and um it, it, it it's i think it's a larger issue than just the scouts too this attack on scouting is part of a larger culture uh phenomena a cultural war if you will and Scouts just happen to be the sentinels that are sitting out there mm-hmm. on the periphery that are um, watching out for traditional values, and you know, they're the listening post, if you will, for our values, and they uh, detect the first sign of danger. And, and in waging this culture war, the forces of the left took a good cause, which is defending individual liberty, and they ruined it by defending license. Uh, and there is a large difference between liberty and license. One's the application of, of freedom with respect for the responsibilities and the boundaries of freedom. And the other is just the indulgence of self with no regard for the greater good of society.
4: This is Jerry Johnson live with Penned We're talking to Texas Governor Rick Perry. He's written the book, On My Honor, Why the American Values of the Boy Scouts Are Worth Fighting For. Governor Perry, you've talked about uh, the secular humanists, the onslaught against the Boy Scouts. You've enjoyed uh, conservative support uh, in Texas from evangelicals and other conservatives. Uh, I want to play a soundbite from you from uh, John McCain. I want to ask you a question about this. I think, uh, I think that gay marriage should be allowed if there's a ceremony kind of thing, if you want to call it that. I, I don't have any problem with that. All right, Governor Perry, uh, John McCain has backtracked somewhat on that soundbite. I have That's to say real that. real good. He needed to,
7: <laughs> like a crawfish.
4: <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> well, I have to ask you this question because uh, you came out early on to support Mayor Giuliani, and you've supported now uh, McCain, and I know you've suggested that uh, Mike Huckabee ought to step out now of the picture. Uh, I think conservatives who've supported you, want to know your thinking. What were you thinking when you endorsed Giuliani? You've endorsed McCain. You've asked Huckabee to step back. What's your process of thinking on that? Well,
7: I'm looking at the big picture, if you will, in uh, September uh, of last year when I made a decision that I wanted to. uh, I'm scared to death of Hillary Clinton and and, uh, Barack Obama, frankly. Mm. And I want a person who I think could win in November. Um, And actually, we don't have a perfect candidate. Uh, I tell people, I said, you know, Phil Graham's not running this time, so I don't have my perfect <laughs> candidate that I can be for. I was comfortable that uh, on the issue of strict constructionist at the at the Supreme Court level uh, with Mayor Giuliani, uh, that the issues of life that I hold very dear uh, with the issues of the Second Amendment, uh, that he was going to be uh, a person that I could, could live with, particularly because of those judges. Uh, when he flamed out and... Uh, Uh, it it becomes an issue of who can win. And and the fact is, uh, I love Mike. I mean, Mike and I have traveled together. We've been uh, governors together. uh, And I I truly love Mike Huckabee. But I don't think Mike can win. And and I think it's very clear as this goes forward that Mike can't win because he doesn't have the support of enough people out there. So um, I don't believe in tilting at windmills. I believe in having a candidate in November that can stop the socialist agenda of the left, which Hillary Clinton or Barack Obama are going to take and go forward with. John McCain is that one person. When I look at his uh, position on life, when I look at his position on uh, social conservative uh, physical policy, when I look at the most important issue that faces us as a country, and that's the continual war against these Islamic terrorists, John McCain is a person that I can get behind uh, because the alternative is a disaster.
0: Governor Perry, uh, what do you think the chances are for the Republicans in uh, the general election in November? I mean, the polls are not looking good for Republicans right now.
7: Well, I don't think they look all that uh, bad. One of the things I I do remind people of is in uh, 1988, when we went into the conventions in August, we were somewhere around 11 to 12 points behind Mm -hmm. Michael Dukakis. So a lot happens in September and October. I full well expect people to really focus. They're going to get over, if it is uh, uh, Obama, they're going to get over the fact that this guy is is new and fresh and makes a a great speech, uh, and what does he really believe in. He is a socialist. I mean, this guy is not just a liberal. He is a socialist. He will take the money from the people and distribute it around the world. He would walk away from this war on Islamic terrorists. That would be an absolute disaster for America. And people have to decide, who is it that you want to wake up on about the 20th of January Mm. of 2009, and call your commander-in-chief. Not some young man who's only got a few years of experience in the United States Senate, who has no military understanding, and who, frankly, uh, will, I I think, put America in an incredibly dangerous position of allowing these Islamic terrorists to come back into America and to attack our innocent citizens again.
4: Governor Rick Perry has written the book, On My Honor, Why the American Values of the Boy Scouts Are Worth Fighting For. He is endorsing Senator John McCain for President of the United States. Governor Perry, uh, thank you for being on with us today, and we hope your book really sells well.
7: Dr. Johnson, thank you. Every dime of this book on the net proceeds goes to uh, the Boy Scouts Legal Defense Fund. Tomorrow night, or let me see, Thursday night... Uh, I'm going to be in uh, Dallas at Borders Bookstore up at Preston Oak Shopping Center. So I hope you folks can come by. Thursday night. Thank you for what you do. God bless you,
4: brother. Thank you. Thursday night, Dallas, Borders Bookstore, Governor Perry. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk about this. Governor Perry says Barack Obama is a socialist. That's very interesting. Let's talk about that and an update on the news when we come back. Hey, what are you doing with your life?
6: If you're interested in doing ministry at college or just doing something for Christ now, come to Criswell College and learn how you can get your education and get trained for ministry. Criswell College in Dallas offers fully accredited bachelor's and master's degrees in biblical studies, youth ministry, missions, evangelism, counseling, and more. If you'd like to come and check us out, we're having a preview day on February 28th from 8.30 until 1 o'clock. Preview Day is a free event where you can send in on some classes, have lunch with professors, ask any questions that you may have, and worship with us in chapel. Give us a call today at 214-818-1393 to reserve your spot. We would love to help you out and answer any questions that you may have. Call us 214-818-1393 or go to chriswell.edu. Call 800-899-0012 for more information about Preview Day at the Chriswell College. You can also see more information on the web at chriswell.edu. The Chriswell College
0: in Dallas.
1: You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. Now, here's your host, Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of Criswell College and Criswell Communications.
5: Shame on you, Barack Obama.
1: Okay, that's Hillary Clinton, and
4: uh, she is going negative. The big debate tonight, this is her last chance to change the narrative, to change the story. Last week, there was sort of a love fest when Obama and Clinton debated. She said she was honored to be on the platform with him. But again... Um, She has um, drawn the sword and thrown away the scabbard. I want you to listen. Yesterday we had some fun with this piece, interjecting the shame statement after every sentence. But this is the unedited, now, the unedited attack of Hillary Clinton on Barack Obama. You
5: hear one thing in speeches, and then you see a campaign that has the worst kind of tactics, reminiscent of the same sort of Republican attacks on Democrats. Well, I am here to say that it is not only wrong, but it is undermining core democratic principles. Since when do Democrats attack one another on universal health care? I thought we were trying to realize Harry Truman's dream. I thought this campaign finally gave us an opportunity to put together a coalition to achieve universal health care. That's what Senator Edwards and I fought for and talked about throughout the campaign. Just because Senator Obama chose not to present a universal health care plan does not give him the right to attack me because I did. So let's have a real campaign. Enough with the speeches and the big rallies and then using tactics that are right out of Karl Rove's playbook. This is wrong, and every Democrat should be outraged because this is the kind of attack that not only undermines core Democratic values, but gives aid and comfort to the very special interests and their allies in the Republican Party who are against doing what we want to do for America. So shame on you, Barack Obama.
0: Hillary Clinton says, shame on you, Barack Obama. And, you know, she talks about several issues there, one of them being health care, and she's really slamming him for his policy. He doesn't require total universal health care. Uh, he doesn't require everyone to purchase health insurance. People can opt out of it in his plan. But they're really not that far apart on it. Uh, estimates are that it'll cost about $100 billion for the universal health care plans, and that's just the original estimates. You know, when you look at uh, Barack Obama, and I have to go back to some of the the things that his wife, Michelle, said last week about not being proud of America until now. I think that's the worrisome thing about uh, this man as a presidential candidate, and that is how much does he really love this country, and what does he really want to do to change it? I mean, he uses the word change a lot, but I think the change is toward a more collectivist, socialist, Type of a government where wealth is redistributed. I mean, I heard a campaign of ad of his today uh, here in the state of Texas where he talked about, yes, lowering taxes on a certain sector of the middle class, but raising them on everyone else and uh, penalizing corporations who are really the economic providers of the economy. So, I think what we really need to do is look at his positions. I mean, he's the most pro-abortion senator in the United States Senate, and he's definitely for all the benefits of marriage, maybe not marriage for homosexual homosexuals, but all those benefits. So his positions on the issues are f- the furthest to the left, just about, that you can get. And that's what we need to be looking at, not at these campaign attacks back and forth.
4: Uh, we have that clip right here of Michelle Obama.
0: For the first time in my adult
3: lifetime, I'm really proud of my country.
4: All right. Uh, How do you feel about that? We've talked about that before on this program. Uh, There is a pattern developing uh, with Barack Obama, and that is um, that statement, that picture of him not uh, saluting during the national anthem, that picture of him wearing that Arab-slash-Muslim garb, I mean, there is a, there is a pattern, uh, there is a caricature that is developing. Now, I don't think he's a Muslim, but, uh, but I do think he is um, he's setting a new tone with his campaign. On the one hand, it's very hopeful, it's very positive, it's uniting. But on the other hand, it is not a patriotic message, it is a, not a law and order message, It's not a national security control the borders message. It's not a support the troops message. And I think... Uh, he took his flag pen off, too. Mm-hmm. So a producer just reminded me of that. And I think there is a pattern developing that is going to be a problem for him. We're going to see tonight Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama duke it out. I think this is the last chance.
0: Here's a couple of things that Peggy Noonan wrote in the Wall Street Journal in her piece over the weekend. She asked the question about the Obamas, have they been throughout their adulthood so pampered and praised, so raised in the liberal cocoon that they are essentially unaware of what and how normal americans think and then she talks about how that some americans are just a little bit worried that we might be losing america as we know it and she asks the question if america's leaders don't love america tenderly who will and when michelle obama came out with that statement and all the other things that you mentioned you sort of have to question that and here's another question she asked if you feel you're losing america you really don't want a couple in the white house whose rope of affection to the country seems lightly held casual and provisional. I think it's mm. something that, you know, Governor Perry kind of mentioned this, is as we get to know uh, this candidate over the months before November, if he tends to turns out to be the nominee, uh, we will start to see that, and I think that's disconcerting.
4: Here's John McCain's wife, Cindy McCain. I just wanted to make the statement
5: that I have and always will be proud of my country.
4: All right, so Governor Rick Perry, the big story today, endorsing John McCain. We just heard the wife of John McCain, Cindy McCain, saying, Oh, she's proud to be an American, <laughs> proud of America. Uh, Governor Perry saying, Look, enough is enough. These attacks on the Boy Scouts, from the atheists, from the homosexuals. Uh, we heard Jeffrey Satton over today say, Look, homosexuality can be changed, it can be treated, it is changeable. And um, we're talking about the big issues, the fundamental issues, and that's really what this presidential campaign comes down to, are a couple of principles, I think, that Christians ought to have strong convictions about. Our last caller today um, said, even though she's a woman, even though she is black and African-American, she's not supporting Obama or Hillary because of marriage and because of life. It's true. Obama and Clinton are pro-abortion and pro-homosexual marriage, so-called. And uh, the other candidates, uh, McCain, Huckabee, and even Ron Paul, uh, would support human life, support the traditional institution of heterosexual marriage, Uh, The others will not. And I think for many Christians, it's going to come down to those issues. What could be more fundamental than the life issue? Of course, Exodus says, Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not murder. There is a prima facie, standing command from God Almighty, not to take innocent human life. Human beings bear the image of God. We are imagers of God. You are somebody from the womb to the tomb, from natural birth the earliest stages to natural death. You are a human being who bears God's image. Treat one another that way. Remind you Preview Day at Criswell College this Thursday 8 a.m. in the morning. See you there.
1: You've been listening to Jerry Johnson Live, a Christian Worldview radio show. Join Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of Criswell College and Criswell Communications, Monday through Friday at 5 p.m. for an hour of relevant discussion of news and culture from a Christian perspective.